My Love of Life Energy is a podcast created by Anna Scott. Anna knows that every human being sees life uniquely. In this podcast, she will talk to people and learn from them. These conversations are to shine the brilliance of each human being she speaks to. Join her. After each exploration, you will expand on your insights and see truth and beauty. Uh, Kira, I am so, <laughs> I'm so thrilled to be talking to you and um, thank you for coming on my podcast. It is a pleasure to be here. Thank you for inviting me. So um, Kira and I are both in this thing called Lunch Club and um, we met and, and Lunch Club is like you just meet random people. And when I met her, when I met Kira, when I met you, I just felt like, Kira, if you can't see her, but she has a star necklace. And to me, it was like, oh, it just re represents who she is as a human being. And just the brightness and the love that you, like it emanates out of every cell and pore of your body. <laughs> and we just got talking about what she sees and what she's up to. And I thought it'd be really fun to have her on and talk about it. So um, Kara, why don't you tell us a little bit about like what you got uh, you on this journey into this Seeking Club? Yeah, for, for sure. I've, I've been writing about the beginning of my journey a lot lately because I, I'm putting it into sort of a manifesto, if you will, or I don't know what you, whatever you want to call it. I don't want to call it a book because that just seems too uh, big for me to wrap my mind around at this moment. And um, so I'm just kind of playing with the inception of, of, of some of my early bits of my, my journey. And so I've been thinking a lot about you know, what me brought, what brought me on this path. If I, if I go back, you know, way far back into my story, you know, even as a little kid, I spent a lot of time in nature and I remember always asking myself those deeper questions of like, why are we here? I don't really understand the human experience. And I, I wouldn't have used that language back then, but that's really what it was. And as a kid, the only thing I really had was my religion and I, I did get a lot of nurturing from, from my religion to a degree because, you know, a lot of religions talk about love and that always really resonated with me, except then there were other parts of, of my religion that I was like, yeah, but that's not love, <laughs> you know, and, and even as a little kid kind of knowing that, but also not knowing what I didn't know and not really trusting my, my inner self. So one day I just got really angry and, and disappointed, I think with my religion and, and felt a little bit of a betrayal there almost. And so I went on a way more uh, adventure driven, or I don't know if adventure driven is the word, but I went out seeking for other things in the world. You know, I, I delved into philosophy and, and alternative, you know, lifestyles, even one, one might say, um, you know, I made a lot of money. I went into a success story for a while where I was chasing career and all the trappings of what my parents had for happiness, you know, and I partied. I mean, I, I did a lot of things, right. I, I, I delved into romantic relationships, you know, like something that was going to make me feel 
happy because to me, I was like, well, we spoke about this love and I feel that, and there's gotta be this happiness thing here. And, but, you know, especially towards the, you know, middle of my, my finance career, I was in uh, financial sales and I just felt like I wasn't fulfilled. And, and at this point I had a lot of the trappings of what other people would say, oh, this is where you want to get to. As a kid, I remember looking at adults and being like, I want to be able to, to do what they do. They're free to do all the things they want to do. And you don't realize as a kid what that actually means. <laughs> Oops. And all the responsibility that comes with it. You're just like, oh, you just go into life. But um, basically in a nutshell, I got to a point where I said, you know, whatever, whoever's life this is, like, this just doesn't feel like it's my life. And something felt really missing about like, you know, I kind of looked into other people's stories and I didn't really see anybody else living a fulfilled life. You know, there were, yes, there were moments of happiness and joy, but you know, it, it was never all the time. And that just didn't really make sense to me. Like they didn't resonate with me. I was like, I, I still don't understand the point of this. Right. And so I went searching. I went searching in, I would sit in bookstores for hours, just picking up book after book after book and downloading seminars. And we didn't have podcasts back then. <laughs> I want to say I like listened to all these podcasts, but I don't think I listened to any podcast because I don't think that that was the technology at the time, but I would jump onto what we had back then were webinars. Oh, <laughs> So I would let's date ourselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I it's not that long ago, but technology moves so fast, you know. But so I was in the era of the webinar and downloading meditations. And I mean, I chanted with the Hare Krishnas. I, you know, sat for a 10-day Vipassana. I got my yoga certification. I read about the now I read about all the different religions. I actually went back and read, you know, my own religion, but I still felt like I hadn't landed yet. And, um, and then, you know, the couple pieces of the puzzle kind of came into my sphere and I felt like I didn't have any more questions at that point. And that was the two, the two major reference points in my life was probably uh, reading some of Eckhart Tolle's work about the now and, uh, and then I met my mentor, Amir Zoghi, who talks about that bigger picture um, and especially intuition. And when I, when I had those two pieces of the puzzle, really, it just became about integrating and living, you know, from what is my soul? <laughs> I am not here to chase something. I am here to bring things to fruition creatively based on what is moving me in any given moment. And when I saw that other people could live that, it just gave me the permission to do that for myself. And I mean, I've looked back, I've had moments of looking back where I'm like, well, maybe I'll just get a day job, you know, for a little while or, you know, um, but everything, even going back to, you know, I, I started a, a restaurant a few years ago and, and not that that was not part of my journey because it was. And, and looking back to all of that, I just realized that the whole thing is, you know, my journey and that just everything, every desire that has pulled me forward into something is taking through a process that, you know, builds me or expands me in my mindset. And so that's kind of how I got here and why we're chatting about it today. 
And and I, you said something about their, their God. Well, so much that you said. But I could. You said you had two insights, and one was that you'd seen Eckhart Tolle's "The Power of Now," his book. Um, I, I I read. I actually I, the Power of Now didn't resonate with me until I read his other book, which is um, New Earth. Uh, yeah, a new earth. Yeah. And and I think it's because my mind was so full of thinking that it wasn't until, you know, he put what that thinking mind and suffering and resistance, you know, into perspective for me that I was able to quiet my mind long enough to be able to read even something like the power of now, because at the time I was not a quiet person. I was not a balanced person. I was you know, I mean, I went to a therapist once and I remember, I, I, I'm glad she never diagnosed me as anything. And she, you know, cause I said, I was like, what's wrong with me, doctor. <laughs> and she goes, well, I could label you. She goes, but you really just need to balance out, you know, more exercise, less drinking to get through, you know, the things that you don't really want to be doing in your life. And that's going to help you. And, you know, there was truth to that. Um, but I, but my point being that, you know, I was, you know, radically happy in some ways because I had the success and I had you know, a life that I thought that I wanted to live, but then I was also deeply unhappy because when I went to bed at night, I just, I still felt like that missing feeling was there, you know? I mean, I love that because I think so much of our culture is that it's outside in versus inside. Yeah. That we think these things, the job, you know, the money, the house, they'll get, they'll bring us our happiness. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I, I think, and, and this is an important part of the questions that I was asking myself, because at the time I was, I became very open to any wisdom and everyone says that happiness is inside yourself, right? Like even people who have, who are chasing external happiness still usually agree, well, but really it's on the inside, right? <laughs> um, and, and the thing is though, yeah, but where, right? The question I started asking myself, I was like, yeah, okay, I get it. That's a nice thing to say, but like, how do I, how do I experience that? Because everybody says, oh, happiness is on the inside. What does that mean? <laughs> so, so what have you seen? I'm really curious. What have you seen? What have I seen? Yeah. Like what, like in your journey about that question, because it's what you just even said is profound. Like, you just said like people will go, oh, happiness is a concept. Yes. And you just challenged it. You just challenged that whole idea and said, well, what is it really? And it looks to me like you took a real look at it for yourself. To be honest, that's, that has been probably the biggest secret that took a little while to catch up to. And it's something that my mentor actually, and I've recently been speaking about is like, when there is a desire or there is a question that comes from the inside, because my question was in reaction to my external, but the question was from inside me. It was like, this ain't it. And I'm not satisfied with that's just life as being the answer. And so for me, 
what I didn't see at the time, and I didn't have the space or awareness or level of peace to even be able to wrap my mind around is the moment I asked that question to myself and the moment that I began saying to myself, I'm unwilling to continue whatever this is, my reality actually started shaping around that. And at the time, it was just serendipity. At the time, it was coincidence. Knowing what I know now, and, and what's interesting now is everything in my world is about flow and, and reading the room or, you know, putting a gauge on what's the energy saying right now from internal, but then also reading what is, what is forming externally. Because, for example, around that time, people started handing me books. Then I felt, you know, to go down and move to the beach. And when I moved to the beach, I moved in with uh, people who are living a more artist tree lifestyle or alternative lifestyles there. It was sort of a bohemian renaissance for me. I mean, I was still wearing like, you know, designer shoes and, and driving my sports car, but, you know, I was surrounding myself with different people and those people had hippie spiritual books, as I called them at the time, you know, floating on their, their, their coffee tables. And, you know, slowly but surely somebody would hand me this book and, and I would totally be resistant to it. And then I would read it. And it slowly, slowly, slowly started to change the way that I saw myself and myself in the world. And so, you know, to me, when there is a desire that comes from inside of yourself, your question is going to be answered, whether it's inside of yourself or externally, because, you know, the external world is a reflection. And, but I didn't know that at the time. So everything was a coincidence, right? And it was, it was, you know, I thought I had to make everything happen and fight for it. And, you know, but really, if I look back, it was kind of all taking place. And, you know, I would just keeping steps keep taking those steps forward to the next thing that I felt moved to do my friend group change, you know, all these different factors. So I don't know if that answers the question. I can't remember what it was. Well, the, the question was, and I think I hear it. What I heard and what you're seeing about it is that when you ask a question, it comes from inside and there's a pure desire that life, the external life, life starts organizing around it. Yeah. Effortlessly. Yeah. And, and, and I thought it was effortful at the time because I didn't have the realization or the awareness or the space to understand that life, life was mirroring back to me, you know, that life, like I, I say, when people start talking about intuition, because intuition is a huge part of what I share in what I found, you know, and when people talk about intuition, it's like, oh, but I'm scared to follow it. I'm like, but that's you. Your intuition is who you are speaking to you in the only way that you have through your beingness, you know? So and, I'm going to ask you a question because we all, yeah. like, again, we all throw words around language. And um, I think you have a unique way. I, I don't know you very well, but my sense is that you have a very clear and specific way that you understand intuition. Yeah. Can you share with me what that is? Yeah, so 
I use intuition for a blanket term because I, I don't get into the minutia of the varieties of intuition. I'm just using this umbrella of intuition. But for me, intuition can fall under the umbrella of a creative feeling like, ooh, I feel to go walk to my local cafe or, ooh, I feel to start a business or it could even be a desire like, oh, I just, I feel like right now is the time to get a dog, you know, or it could be a knowing about something like, you know, I'm really feeling like I'm, I might be getting into a relationship soon, or it could be a sense, right? That sense of like, you know, I, this isn't the relationship that I'm meant to be in. It, it could be, you know, it, how do you know when somebody in front of you while you're driving, for example, is about to turn in your lane when they have not indicated and they have not budged, but you just get the sense that they might be coming over into your lane. That's all under the umbrella of intuition. There's a knowing, there's just a, I get the feeling that, I mean, really what intuition is doing is sensing energy that is beyond your body. He's, he's agreeing with me. Yeah, look at my dog in, so I'll keep barking. That would be horrible. Um, what I'm laughing is, is that 20 years ago, I would talk about energy and people would look at me like I had a third eye. Well, you did. <laughs> it's, it's right here. Yeah. <laughs> Well, but energy is, is something that people are talking about nowadays all the time. So I'm starting to use it just as part of, know. you know, but it sounds like, so it, it's like, um, what's the question I want to ask? It sounds like what you're doing is really deeply listening to yourself and this energy coming through you. Yes. And, and the energy coming through you again, it doesn't have to sound like some, you know, woo woo thing either. It's just, it, it can be as simple as an idea. Mm -hmm. it, it's something that people are experiencing all the time. You know, for example, how, like, you know, just to root it in really simple examples, like when you think of someone and they call. Yeah. That's you reading the energy, call it whatever you want to call it. Or, and I mean, somebody who you haven't talked to in a long time, or you get the feeling to call somebody that you haven't talked to in a long time. And they're like, oh man, I was just thinking about you. I've got this opportunity for you. You know, um, I could tell you stories for days about then following the feeling in, you know, in reality and how though that how the feeling is taking you somewhere to an opportunity. You just don't know why you're going in that direction. Um, you know, so, so following that and then, and then here's the other side of it. Right. And, and this is something that I'm going to start talking about a lot more, which is like, for me, intuition is myself, right? So I'm listening to that energy inside of me. I'm listening to that deeper sense of like, where do I really feel like I'm going? You know, what's, what's really taking place here? Forget about my circumstances, forget about what my plans were, but I'm listening to where is myself guiding me? 
you know, that deeper self, that deeper feeling. And through that experience, life takes me through a process. And I'm going to start calling it the process because I want to get people familiar with this idea that for a lot of people, they won't take a risk because they can't see why they're doing it, or they won't follow that feeling because they think that they're going to, you know, that things will be insecure for them or whatever, whatever that, that thing that prevents somebody from moving in the direction that 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 soul or that feeling is moving. But there's a process that does take place. If I choose to go, you know, left when I plan to take a right, I don't know what the process is. But when I have a desire, and if my desire is to know myself or, you know, in this, you know, life, I want to be as infinite as I can be. Not, not so I can have a million dollar house or, you know, any of that shit. I mean, like, I want to be free. I want to be free to take a left when I feel to take a left. I want to be free to express myself if that's what it is. I want to be free. And so, you know, in that, most people don't feel that sense of freedom because of whatever their circumstances are. And so the process to me is whatever you experience in any given decision is trusting that you're going through the process that's going to take you beyond your current level of mindset or your current limitations. In other words, it's taking you beyond what you thought was possible and who you thought you were to what is possible and who you are. I um, have a really simple example. Mm. I love examples. And I, I think this is what you're saying. So I want to give a simple example. At lunch, um, I had lunch before a one o'clock call and I just got in the car and I thought, well, what do I want? And all of a sudden I go, oh, I just want this sandwich from this guy. And then I got up there and I'm like, well, I also want a small iced tea. And then I go, oh no, I want to also get a book. And so I went down to the library to find my book. And then I'm like, oh, I really want lilacs. Like, cause lilacs are blooming. And instead of buying one bunch because they only bloom once a year and and if I checked my finances, it wouldn't have been okay, everything that I was doing. I bought myself two big bunches because, and I've never bought myself two big bunches of, like spent that much money on lilacs. But so in front of me are this massive bouquet of fresh cut lilacs that I'm just like filled with joy about. And I could feel all the thinking that's going, well, you shouldn't be doing this. This isn't a good idea. You know, you really like, you know, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I'm not listening. I, like yeah. I just kept on going in that direction. And I was so struck by the, the joy that I received throughout all of it. Yeah. I think that's what you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, to, to relate this, you know, I'll tell a, a, a story and this gets into a little bit of the you know, how to bring or how things are coming to fruition in your every moment, right? There was a story where I, this is right after I had taken this big leap off the cliff to quitting, you know, a very stable career. And I didn't have any backup plan. I didn't really feel to do anything. I didn't feel to get a job. I just 
felt to go spend some time with my grandparents. Now, my grandparents uh, were both still alive at the time. And I had always wanted that because I spent a lot of time with my grandparents in my youth, my whole summers with them. So I really had this desire and I, you know, that was one of the reasons why I really wanted to quit my job is I just wanted to spend some time with with my grandparents because my grandfather was starting to get older. And so I'm there, I'm in Hawaii, lucky, lucky me. And they have a beautiful big house, you know, on the North shore. And I remember that there was a beach that was walking distance. So it's not like I couldn't have gone there, but I just had this feeling of being at Sunset Beach. And it's this really expansive beach that kind of extends on both sides. You just, you kind of feel like you're at the edge of paradise and there's not that many people there at this at this time of the year, because there's a ton of people there at other, other points. But uh, for anybody listening to this story who knows Sunset Beach, And it's a very famous speech. Um, But anyway, I just had this vision to be there for whatever reason, right? But I was driving my grandmother's, you know, pickup truck. And I knew there was no gas in that car and that I was not going to make it both ways. And, but I just had this feeling. It was like, go to the beach, take the car, go to the beach. And so I just was like, okay, worst case scenario, you know, I have to get my grandmother to come pick me up. And by the way, the backstory on this is I had shame around quitting my job at the time. You know, I didn't have any money. There was a lot of identity being stripped out, you know, so I kind of felt like a loser and now I felt even more like a loser, you know, and there was all this judgment and I was being really hard on myself, you know. Um, and so, you know, but this was all very new to me. This was my process that I was going through. I felt to quit my job and do nothing. So then I went through the process of embracing all these judgments, right? That was my process. And anyway, so I finally get down to sunset beach and I just let go of all the thoughts. I'm like, you know what? It'll be what it is going to be. This is what I felt to do. I'm trusting the process. So I get down to the beach and I just feel the weight of the world and my identities and all the things just into the ocean. And I dive in and I'm swimming and I'm not thinking about anything. I just felt free to just be in the ocean. And there's sort of a deeper metaphor here for me because you know, I've spent a fair bit of time, you know, pondering the quote, you know, um, Rumi's quote, you are not uh, a drop of the ocean, you are the ocean in a drop. But I felt more drop-ish than I felt expansive oceanness at that time, right? But I was working towards that. And so anyway, I'm in the ocean, and I just feel like I'm in the space and I'm swimming and I'm opening my eyes underground, uh, under the water. And lo and behold, at the bottom of the ocean is some money. Oh, wow. Wow. And I could tell you stories and stories and stories about this walking along, not especially during the time where I didn't have finances, you know, um, or any given moment when I might not. Right. It's like, 
it's just like, if I feel to do something, I just do it. You know, picking up cash on the side of the road on the way to cafes or, you know, somebody, somebody else paying for me in, in different places, like just the possibilities have been endless, you know, or in the moment I make a decision, a client pays me early or pays double that month. I mean, just it's, it's so, so many different things that have to do with the decisions that you make from your soul and what happens in your external when you make that internal decision. God, what a story. What I feel is the freedom. What I feel is the, the capacity to let this energy um, drive you, move you without it, without narrowing it or stopping it or putting up hurdles for it. Well, it's, it's, you know, one of the things, you know, Amir has taught me most about is just the willingness, you know, and there is a point of there's willingness and then there's the capacity to grow that willingness because, you know, in any given moment, I might get stuck, right? Like, but that's my process that I'm going through. So in that stuckness, I'm looking inside myself and being like, okay, what's really going on here? Because it's not my finances. That has nothing to do with it. It's, it's what, how connected am I to myself and to the infinite possibilities? Mm-hmm because they're always there. I just might not be connected with them. Yeah, and the way that I see it is, is that it's, I'm always connected. I just don't see them. I'm not willing to see it. I'm more connected to my fearful thinking than I am connected. Like that's the part that I go pay attention to because the infinite possibilities, I feel like I'm always in them. I just don't see them and I don't want to look there. And I see what you do I don't know that I see this, but what I feel you doing, this is my language, is you keep following sure. your thinking, but you keep falling into the infinite possibilities and trusting what comes through you. Like you keep- Well, that, that is the process, yes. It is just continuing to do it anyway. Like I'm the same, by the way. Like I will have thoughts. I will have, oh, do I have the money for that? And then I immediately- Yeah just make a decision what the decision that I feel to make here you know and I mean I do talk a ton about decision making for that reason because I know and I mean by the way this is not oh you know having a five dollar twenty dollar gas tank I mean I've applied this principle to twenty thousand dollar coaching programs to traveling around the world like I, I live my, my life in, from that space of continually making decisions that I feel and then watching my circumstances change around that. But here's the thing. And I just, I don't know where you're at and specifically yeah. where language is, is coming from. So I just want to add something. I'm never looking to see what the possibilities are because if I look to see what the possibilities oh. are, I could be limiting what the possibilities are. In other words, it's never about looking at how, it's just about staying with the decision itself, 
being one with that decision, 100% into that decision. And then I don't really care what happens after that. Right. See it. Don't see it. But I guess what I what I mean, what I mean by the infinite possibilities is just being in connection with knowing that they are more real than my limitations. Oh God. I love that. I can, if I am hearing it correctly, is what I feel is like you just keep trusting your knowing. Yeah. It's not lucky. It's not looking. It's the knowing that comes through you. Whatever that knowing is, you follow. Yes, 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 yes. And it, it can look, I mean, because I've had the experience where I just mortgaged my house and last year and when I, you know, blah, 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 where I paid more money than anybody should have to work with somebody for a year. Yeah. And I just knew I needed to do it. I didn't know how when I did it. When I signed up, I didn't know the how. Yeah. How was not there, but I said yes. Yeah. Perfect example. Yeah. Perfect example. Like, same thing with me, you know, when, when I worked, um, I mean, I'd been working with my mentor for, for years. I have two stories about, you know, money and manifestation in this way, but like one story was when I first started working with my mentor, um, I remember he had like a five and a half thousand dollar coaching program. And by the way, I was working for him. So he said to me, he's like, he calls me by my last name. He goes, Sherman, you don't need to pay for this. And I'm like, yeah, but Amir, I feel to. He's like, all right, pay it whenever you want, you know, do whatever you want, you know. And um, and there were about $20,000 worth of things that I wanted to pay at the time. And I remember sitting there, I was only making enough money to really pay my rent. Mm-hmm. It was a, a very interesting experience that year. Um, but one I wouldn't take back because I really learned the power of making decisions during this time. <laughs> and I still do. Um, but I, I remember being like, but that's impossible. Like $20,000 isn't just going to float out of thin air, right? But man, I just was like... I'm paying for all these things. They have, they have to take place. And, you know, what's funny about the story and it always happens in a really strange way. It doesn't always happen in a strange way. Like it, you could mortgage your house or you could extend your credit cards or whatever, but if you give it enough space and you don't involved, it'll happen for you in ways that you can't imagine. So my dad sent me a letter and my dad doesn't forward my mail. The next time I got to his house, there was a stack the size of like a bookshelf full of mail. But for whatever reason, he felt to mail me this one particular piece of mail with a little care package of things that he wanted to send me randomly. It has never happened before and it has never happened since. I just want to point out how weird it was, right? And more to the point, that piece of mail was forwarded from an address that I lived in like five years prior that had no connection whatsoever. Like the fact that my dad even had this letter was like, what? This doesn't make any sense, right? And this is how it happens. Anyway, turns out, there was about $20,000 in some IRA or some account that I had been earning, la da 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 
it happens to me all the time. I, um, you said something I had never heard before is if you wait long enough, it will happen in ways beyond what you know. And I just, that, I've never heard that before. That's new to me. It's because it's infinite. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I just, it's like, this is what I'm loving about this show is I, whatever this podcast, whatever the heck I'm doing, <laughs> is I love being touched and seeing something new. Yeah. Well, that's what's the power of listening to different, you know, people share about their experiences of this work because it all hits in a different, a different, slightly different way, slightly different place. Well, it's like everybody sees life uniquely. Everybody's got, like, I was just talking with uh, one of my mentors, Dickon, and I said, you know, we're all like a T1 pipe. I used to work for AT&T. And we're all individual channels in this big yeah. pipe of life. And once in a while, I get to peek in and what somebody sees, it expands my channel. Yeah. And I just hadn't heard it. And I'm like, oh, wow, thank you. Thank you. We are um, running out of time. And I want to promote you. So how do people find you? Uh, I have two websites. One website is my personal website where there are just testimonials about me. It's just a simple way to connect. It's K-I-R-R-A-S-H-E-R-M-A-N, Kira Sherman.com. And then my, my business site, if you will, um, is gobeyondmindset.com. Great. That is more a focus right now on um, business in the flow. I will put these up. So if people heard you, want to connect to you, one of my favorite things to do is connect people to who people want to find. And cool. And find that. Okay. I, I'm just thrilled that you took the time. I really, really appreciate it. Anytime. I love sharing these stories and I love sharing my experience. And yeah, so we should have a part two one day. I would love that. Okay, thank you. <laughs>